Boys, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel good sounds. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Jets. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes, got her wings on too. You know I never seen a better stew. Oh, Betty and the Jets. Sky with a suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. Can you hear something in the background there? <laughs> it's howler monkeys. I just took a week trip to the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. Had a fantastic time. Uh, those are howler monkeys back there. I love those. They're, they the sound is out of this world, and. Uh, I went to this town called Tortuguero, and it's a town with no cars. The only way people get around is by bicycles and boat, and they're known as they have more green sea turtles born there than anywhere else in the world. And I basically went there to see the turtles, and you go to the beach, and there's nothing but, but the turtles make a track, you know, with their um, flippers. (laughs) And when you're on the beach, you see nothing but track after track after track, like as far as the eye can see of turtle tracks, because they come up and they lay their eggs and then the babies hatch and they go out to sea. So I went, uh, did a night tour at night. You're not allowed to use a camera or anything. And um, you can see the, the mother turtles laying their eggs. I actually saw the eggs dropping out of the turtle, like wet ping pong balls. Truly amazing sight. I'll probably never forget it. And um, we have some stories from some local people about the turtles. And uh, this nice uh, guy at a restaurant, Jorge, at uh, Wild Ginger, told me, um, well, you know, you can also go out in the morning. Um, most of the time, there'll still be some mother turtles out there. And um, 
sometimes you'll see the little babies going out to sea. And, you know, since it's daytime, you can take a photo. Uh, you don't, you know, can't use take a photo at night because it'll disturb them. But during the day, you know, you don't have to use a flash or anything. So you can take pictures. So I went out there. I had this uh, uh, water taxi come and pick me up really early because I was staying on the other side of the river and got out there. And it's so amazing in the morning. There's hardly, any, there's basically no one on the beach. And you just see these holes and you go look in the holes and see if there's a turtle in there. <laughs> I saw like four mother turtles. Saw some of them going out to sea at sunrise. I'll put a picture on the website. Nothing better than seeing a mother turtle after she's laid her eggs going out to sea with the sunrise in the background. And then I saw a baby turtle, teeny tiny baby turtle being born and going out to sea. I mean, wow. <laughs> that, that is worth traveling it's worth everything i had so much fun okay let's get on with the airline stories perhaps you've seen the movie snakes on a plane well snakes would be bad absolutely on a plane but wait until you see what they had on a plane last night at pittsburgh international airport mary rob jackson has the story In 2006, we were treated to snakes on a plane, showing what happens when venomous vipers escape from the cargo hold into the cabin. But here at Pittsburgh International Airport, the buzz is all about bees on a plane. Wednesday night, a commuter flight loaded with passengers and about to take off for New York was delayed. They were getting ready to fuel, and they came around the corner of the plane, and right there on the wing is a cluster of honeybees. So it was a shocker to a lot of people. Swarms of bees are actually nothing new at the airport. Last May, they landed on this taxiway sea light, 25 to 30,000 of them. At the airport, uh, this would be the fourth swarm that we caught this year out there. And somewhere in there is the queen. Master beekeeper Steve Rapaski scoops them into a box for later release. The Delta bees are now safely in Steve's backyard. Swarms form when colonies become too large. The queen leaves with half the bees to find a new home. So it could be a tree 40 feet up, it could be the wing of a jetliner. Steve suspects that there's a wild honeybee colony somewhere on airport property. They are protected, meaning you can't kill them, they must be moved. Specifically, the airport authority have gone through great lengths to make sure that honeybees receive special attention. I hope Hollywood is listening because it sounds like a perfect plot for a bee movie. In Dormont, Mary Rob Jackson, KDKA. So the music for this episode is from my trip to Costa Rica, and we have some uh, in Tortuguera. I just love when it's a small town like that. Um, you know, I heard some music, and I went looking for it, and it was the, a local band, like high school kids, actually all age kids, uh, doing their band practice. So I recorded that, and then I also recorded, uh, I was walking to this restaurant, you know, I could hear the beach, you know, the waves crashing, and I heard people singing, and there was a... Uh, church so they're singing in Spanish so basically the music for this episode is sounds from Tortuguero Costa Rica so when you're flying internationally you're usually handing out some sort of custom and immigration forms and we get lots of weird sometimes stupid questions about these forms and sometimes they're legitimate 
questions. You know, sometimes you don't know where you're staying. Sometimes you don't understand a question. So this um, flight attendant was telling me, you know, we're always talking about, guess what she said in the galley? And this flight attendant said, oh, yeah. This woman comes back and she goes, um, what does this mean? It says uh, occupation. And the flight attendant kind of paused thinking, all right. She's like, well, what do you do for a living? And the woman says, oh, I'm a school teacher. <laughs> she goes, well, that's scary. Okay, so I'm from Pittsburgh and they say things, you know, I've been gone a long time, so I don't say it anymore. So like they say like, um, what are Yin's guys going to do today? Yin's guys. And, you know, they want to know if you have a whoosh cloth instead of a washcloth and how's the milk milkshake instead of a milkshake. So um, you say your mother's from? Mother's from Brooklyn and she's got a, a few um, things that she says that have never gone away. And she left Brooklyn in 1959. Wait, in 1959? It's 2012 now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like what are some of the things? Well, one of the most um, offensive things that she has said is instead of Yin's guys like you would in Pittsburgh, she says, you people. Like how? Like what did she say? Well, like she used to work in a store in a um, Saks Fifth Avenue in San Diego. And she said to these people, how are you doing? You, how are you people doing? <laughs> and it just doesn't sound very good. Like, does she say it to like every ethnicity too? Yeah, it doesn't matter what your ethnicity, because she doesn't really mean it that way, but it can be taken badly. And does it get taken badly? Very much so, <laughs> yeah. How are you people? Yeah. The other thing that she does is um, she says bottle, like a bottle of water. A bottle? A bottle of water. And she stands online a lot instead of other people stand in line. Oh, she's online? She's online. And it was explained to me why she does this. In the New York school system, they actually had a line across the gymnasium. And for assembly in the morning, the people stood on, the kids stood on a line. So they were really online. Right. So a lot of New Yorkers do stand online. And so what, like these days when people are online on the computer, does she think they're actually standing on a line somewhere? She calls the computer her machine. <laughs> so she doesn't really have that term in her, voca <laughs> in her voca vocabulary. So I go to Europe a lot, and um, there's so many things that are so impressive in Europe. You know, the, the old churches and the statues and the fountains. I mean, there's, there's beauty everywhere, everywhere. Like in Paris, was one of the things that's so amazing to me is that it's all man-made beauty. You know, it's not at the ocean. It's not in the mountains. There's a river, but, you know, it's not necessarily the most beautiful river in the world. So it is like the city of lights, but it's all man-made. So with that said, you know, I'm so impressed with so many things in Europe, but the thing that doesn't impress me in Europe are the bathrooms. Man, do we got them beaten in the bathroom department. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many times you've been to Europe, but their showers don't have doors or curtains. There's usually some half or half glass door or maybe it's like um 24 inch door like a third of a door <laughs> so it's impossible not to get water 
all over the bathroom. Uh, I find this odd. Why, why the quarter door or the half door? Why not a whole door or a curtain or, or something to not get water all over the bathroom? Uh, and plus, they also have that the shower always has some sort of hose on it. It's always in the way. They have a, um, a string in, ca- in case something happens to you in the showers. You can call kind of like I've fallen, but I can't get up. But I know so many people who have pulled that string or hit that string. or And then, you know, you got some hotel employee come and knocking at your door. Anyway, strange bathrooms. And then I got a parasolid and they have... The, ha- the hair dryer that's in the bathroom cannot be called a hair dryer. It sort of has a hose and it kind of goes, <laughs> it's like a gentle breeze. <laughs> There's no way you can dry your hair with this little. <laughs> okay, so that's not that big a deal. I bring a hair dryer. I bring a converter. No problem. But the other thing that in Europe, they don't have plugs in the bathroom. Not only do they not have plugs in the bathroom, there's only like two electrical outlets in the whole room and they're never near a mirror. Uh, There are times where I'll have to like dry my hair a little, walk over to the mirror, you know, get the brush in, go back over to the hair dryer. Or sometimes (laughs) I feel like I'm really lucky if I get a room where the electrical outlet is somewhere near uh, painting because the painting usually has glass over it and I can so- sort of see a little of the reflection in the, <laughs> the art on the wall. So I feel like I'm lucky if my electrical outlet is somewhere near a painting so I can sort of see my hair as I'm blowing it dry. So anyway, like I said, they, they got us beat in a lot of things, man. Churches, fountains, statues, all that stuff. But our bathrooms got them hands down. Okay, so there's an airline that had trouble. It was all over the news that there were needles in the sandwiches? Yes. The needles, the sewing needles in the sandwiches from the caterers. The FBI is on the case now. It's all sewn up. Okay, so we're in Tortuguero in Costa Rica, and I'm in um, Wild Ginger, and this is the owner, and he is right across from the beach in this beautiful restaurant, and he was telling me a story about something that happened here. When was that? About a year ago, that's the thing. When we opened the place, um, new, the first week, uh, we're cycling from of the ocean, and I mean in from of the ocean, it's just in a, a few it's meters, close, yeah. yeah, from the gate to the um, short, you know, and uh Every year, and uh, in a Tortuguero first uh, is the most important place in the world for the uh, green turtles nesting, and um, we have for sure a lot of turtles. And a year ago, when we opened the place, one night there uh, I was on the bar, and uh, we got a few people inside of the restaurant, and I suddenly saw in the people uh, outside of the place taking pictures of the ground, you know. And I said to myself, it's really funny. Uh, with all the things that take a picture so right here in the area because of course there's so many many things to take a pictures why there's people taking pictures of the ground you know that's the thing and um, after a few minutes uh, I heard in another customer that is inside of the restaurant said 
oh my god what is that you know <laughs> and suddenly we saw enough around a hundred small turtles inside of the place you know wait in the restaurant inside of baby the restaurant. turtles baby turtles you know look in the ocean they took the wrong side of course and that they came so right here then um, we put up uh, pictures on the uh, upload pictures on the uh, internet Facebook and uh, there's so many kind of jokes yeah day night do you have an a total soup for the menu and all the things you know it's in a funny yeah we took all the pictures of course uh, we took all the turtles of course and uh, bring them up the so you carried them to the beach that's the thing every single one you know we're just looking in every single place under the tables and other things for a mall turtle took all of them and uh, with the tourists of course and uh, we took all of them off the beach again you know it's in a wait, wait so everybody helped take the baby turtles out of the restaurant to the beach another thing of course it's uh for the for the tourists it was an amazing experience you know it's because yeah it's just right here the things with uh with turtles uh it's a really mm, there are so many rules you know when right. you want to go out to watch the turtles in the beach and all things right. and uh, you can uh, touch the turtles and all these kind of things you cannot take pictures of them and other things and afford them take the turtles in the hands and all right. things and go to the ocean right. to bring the turtles there was an amazing experience and for us too it's in a, even like that we, we even today we have in a, pictures and all things and uh, we're making uh, this kind of jokes you know the night of the turtle <laughs> uh, baby turtle soup you know the other thing it was really interesting yeah, we have a lot of rules on the airplane, but I bet you the turtles don't know the rules that not to go into the restaurant. It's not the thing. It's uh, actually they're taking the wrong. Uh, wrong turn. Yeah, they're taking the the wrong side many many times. You know, even it happened today. We found one small one in the middle of the day. It's right here in that garden, but uh, it's part of to live in a place full of nature. That the thing. It's an amazing thing. So something else happened uh, funny on my last parish trip. You know, we have crew rest, and sometimes it's an hour and a half, sometimes it's an hour and 45 minutes, sometimes it's two hours. And uh, on that plane, they, we just have, they're a little slightly bigger than coach seats, and there's a curtain around them. And so it's not the, you know, most optimal environment for sleeping. And plus, you have to like hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, get in there relax, hurry up, go to sleep. Because, you know, it really does help if you get a nap because, you know, you're doing strange hours, you know, different time zones. And so in general, we're all pretty, um, you know, we're pretty good to each other. We're conscientious when it comes to the crew rest area. You know, you get in there and you shut your eyes and you go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> or you try to sleep, basically. And so we had a new girl on this Paris trip and uh, I'm flying with this great guy. Uh, really, really nice, fun guy. Uh, knew him a long time ago. And he's very quick witted. And she's just, she also doesn't know a lot of stuff, right? So we get into the crew rest area, and we're all, you know, trying to sleep. And she says, um, do you mind if I read? You know, and he goes, um, do you mind if I sing? <laughs> I was like, it was such a random thing to say. Do you mind if I sing? <laughs> and she didn't get it. She, she didn't just she, she continued to keep her light on and read and put makeup on and do all kind of weird stuff that you, we don't do in the crew rest area. But I, I would have gotten it if he said, well, do you mind if I sing? <laughs> that maybe, maybe it wasn't the best idea. into how a man was able to bypass JFK Airport's $100 million security system 
all while soaking wet and wearing a bright yellow life jacket. Officials say 31-year-old Daniel Casillo ran out of fuel jet skiing in Jamaica Bay, swam ashore, climbed an eight-foot barbed wire fence, walked across two runways and into a terminal where he then asked for help late Friday. He managed to bypass motion detectors and surveillance cameras without raising alarm. The security system exceeds federal requirements, but today increased patrols are monitoring the perimeter and surrounding waterways. Casillo now faces criminal trespass charges. And then another flight attendant was telling me that a long time ago she was working on a DC-9. And on the DC-9, it sort of had a little lip where you went on the plane. So it was easy to, um, it was a little like step. So you sort of had to be careful how you were walking when you got on the plane. And she saw this guy coming down the jetway and he was wearing like this full on black leisure suit with like a purple shirt underneath and a big hat and dark sunglasses and the captain standing there and uh sometimes the pilots they they you know we're so used to being around people and seeing all different types of people and we we, we sort of um watch what we say and sometimes the pilots aren't as uh good at that <laughs> and so this guy comes walking down looking like a full-on like pimp and uh he trips over that lip on the DC-9 and the, the pilot goes, uh, you know, maybe if you didn't have the dark glasses on, it was night, by the way, if you didn't have the dark glasses on, um, you know, you could see better. And the guy goes, hey, man, when you're cool, you're cool all day long. Okay, so you work as a guide here in Costa Rica? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work with uh, uh, EF groups. And um, it was like uh, people from the United States, like young people. Right. And yes. Yeah, exactly. And when they come here, they um, we talk about the howlers monkeys. And they think it was like a funny thing, um, the funny small thing. And when they heard about it, you know, around 4 o'clock in the morning, they uh, think it was a gorilla. And when we are on the tour... It does sound like a gorilla. Yeah, it is. So they know. were afraid. They are afraid. You know, in the morning, they, they, they don't want to wake up because it was like a, a freaking thing <laughs> outside. So when, they, um, when we are on the, total, on the canal tour, they uh, asked me, where is the howler monkeys? And when I uh, show them where uh, the howler's monkeys, they say, well, that's a howler monkey. That, uh, we, we think that it's the biggest things. Like you a know? gorilla. Exactly, like <laughs> a gorilla. So <laughs> it was like funny because they think it was a huge thing. And uh, when they, exactly. And when they see it, it was like, like it. they look like a pet, <laughs> small thing. going to get the best of Betty <laughs> CD and download ready and well that didn't happen because I uh, took a trip to Costa Rica instead so uh, when I get that done I will let you know and I wanted to talk about how a listener affected my trip to Costa Rica I 
Um, I partially picked it because, um, you know, it's not a very expensive country. You can, a lot of hotels are under $50 a night. Um, you know, you can get around pretty easily. I was planning on taking public buses and stuff. And, um, I was staying at like an airport hotel and I was starting to get a little, um, I was having a little buyer's remorse, kind of like, oh no, I think this trip's going to cost a little more than I thought it was going to because, um, I needed to take a taxi, you know, at like 4.45 in the morning to this little regional airport to take a plane over to Tortuguero. And, you know, the plane, it's funny, I never pay, pay for pay, plane tickets, so that was like $100. And the taxi to get to that airport was like $28. And then I had to take a water taxi, and they had told me it was going to be $20. And I was starting to think, oh, no, oh, no, my budget trip is starting to, to, to you know, add up here I might have to cut it short <laughs> is what I was thinking and uh I was staying at a hotel of course didn't have tvs or phone um you know there's no cars but you know they had wi-fi it's amazing what's happening these days and uh I was it was raining and I was waiting I was going to be going taking this kayak out and I checked my Amazon um you know if you want to support the show, you can click on my website. I have Amazon links. I have international Amazon links. And if you buy something, it doesn't cost you anymore, but I get a little commission. And I checked my Amazon here. I have my Amazon page on Wi-Fi when I'm in this little town in Costa Rica. And I'm checking it. And some lovely listener had just bought like 50, 50 carbon uh, monoxide alarms and because he bought 50 of them and they were like 20 whatever dollars or more each I got like a hundred dollar commission it was so funny because here I was going oh I'm spending too much money oh I you know maybe I'll have to go home earlier and then I saw that somebody bought something on Amazon from the podcast and basically you know paid for my flight to Tortuguero so I was like woohoo <laughs> so a listener made my day in Costa Rica Okay, so I'm sitting at a restaurant in Paris, and there's a couple sitting next to me, and you're you're Russian, right? No, you're French, but you're Russian. Okay, but in conversation, we just happened to ask where you met, and where did you meet? On an airplane <laughs> from uh, Paris to Moscow. And so you actually really had a love is in the air connection, and it's worked. You're still married, right? We are still married. We met uh, nine years ago. Yeah, a year and a half later. And we met on an airplane. Uh, we were not sitting next to each other. And we got to get seated next to each other. And, uh, and Wait, by, by you asking? No, no, by us moving towards one another, right? And then we chatted. Well, so wait a minute. Was it like a, like a love at first sight? Or like what made you move together? Eye contact. <laughs> Eye contact, and then um, started chatting, and the flight was uh, three hours, 20, 20 minutes, and we chatted for three hours and 20 minutes. Okay, but what happened after the flight? How did you, how did this get, did you, did you go somewhere right after the flight, or what? We, of course we did not, because uh, we landed at something like almost 1 a.m., uh, so, um, and, and my uh, future wife at that time, uh, 
was met by her mother. So of course okay. we didn't we didn't go anywhere after the flight. <laughs> Everything was uh, was very clean and uh, and polite. And then uh, and then uh, we took one day off, I would say. And then um, we 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 dated we dated just the day after uh, the, the the well basically two day two days after we landed. Um, so basically, it can work. You can meet somebody in the air and you can get married. It does work. <laughs> in, the, in the airplane, you're close, so you have time to know the, to know the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have plenty of time. <laughs> and then, uh, this, this is works. This, this works. It works. You? So he was saying that it was eye contact. What was it for you that made you want to sit next to him? Oh, <laughs> I saw a guy <laughs> in the plane who was uh, uh, showing off a bit, <laughs> like moving like, like a star, like this is his uh, costume, <laughs> and his suit in the back, like this. Wait, so you like the suit? Oh, I like the guy. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I love to hear actual love is in the air stories. A success story, right? Yeah, success story. And, and that's right. When you're on an air, airplane, you have time. You have no cell phone, no email, no neighbors bothering or nobody coming over or music or whatever. And just you, you decide to spend time together. You do spend time together. So we had three and a half hours. We spent three and a half hours you know, it's in, it's inspirational and it's lovely. It's great. It was great. It was great. A flight attendant told me recently that a passenger came up to her and said, um, I'm feeling a little crazy today. Do you have any medication? Okay, so this was a, a friend of yours who, he used to fly a lot of... New York to Tel Aviv. Oh, yeah. Aero Air. Oh. It was a charter. You remember Aero Air? Okay. I want a kosher meal. Here, miss, you break the seal. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. I want a window seat. I want some more to eat. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. It goes into... as a guide yeah okay now you did something happen with a this is a big turtle right that's right yeah so what happened with the what happened with the big turtle oh the big turtle just straight away and she come in by the hotel and went in the pool she didn't find the ocean and she went in the pool that so they found a big turtle in the pool yeah in the pool so we had to help her out they got out from there and get her back and her track drag her back to the beach and let she go and then maybe the next day in the morning so she probably couldn't get back out of the pool because it's like slippery, right? That's right. The pool is, you cannot climb over the pool. It's a pool, so you got to step down to get down there. So she would be swimming there like it like would be a sanctuary for her. They'd have to give her some food or things like that. So it was so nice. So the turtles, not just the baby turtles get lost, but sometimes the big turtles. 
That's right, that's the way, the big desert. Like what I told you, some of them, we went there one morning, we find one by the airship. We got a fence, she have a fence, and she get in the gate, and she couldn't get back out. The fence, she said, the time she tried to go back, she hit on the fence. Maybe she wanted to go somewhere. Probably she had to <laughs> want to take a flight. Yeah. She wanted to go to LA or to, Hawaii. To, uh, Hawaii or something like that. Yeah. And now for an insult of the week. I don't know if this will be a regular segment, but on my trip to Costa Rica, uh, I was in Puerto Viejo, which is a beach town, very quaint, but you know, it's like 100% humidity. It's so steaming hot and your hair never dries. And if it does dry, at least my hair turns into a blonde afro. I mean, I have this gigantic frizzy hair. And you're sweating all the time. And I know I don't look my best, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's the rainforest. You don't have to look your best. You know, it's not it's not glamour shots. And I was staying at this bed and breakfast where I actually got to have breakfast on the beach. He would put a little table out on the beach and a tablecloth and serve breakfast out there, which was great. And I was staying in a room with a shared bath because I was doing a, you know, kind of budget trip and the guy who I was sharing a bathroom with um I told him at breakfast on the beach that I was going to this jaguar rescue center it's a place where they take animals who have been hit by a car or something happens to the mother and they um they put them back out in the wild now lots of times I'm skeptical of those places but this place really did seem like they really do uh, put the animals back out in the wild so I felt really good about it and they had uh, baby sloths and baby howler monkeys and squirrel monkeys and kinkajous and deer, all kind of snakes. It was very interesting. And uh, I shared a taxi with this guy because um, this way, you know, saved on the taxi ride. And coming back in the taxi, I was like, that was great. He was kind of cranky. And he was like, yeah, that was okay. I'm like, that was okay. You know, where else do you get to see baby sloths and baby monkeys and, you know, big owls and um, ocelots. How can you go? Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, he was, he was just a cranky guy. And we're in the taxi and we started talking about how I worked for the airline. And uh, he was saying how he watches Pan Am, the TV show. And I was saying, oh yeah, I just love the old glamorous stuff. And he's like, yeah, well, things have changed. And I'm like, well, you know, I still think it's glamorous. You know, I get to go to Paris and London. I'm saying all this stuff about how, you know, I still say, he goes, yeah, well, I'm not saying the job isn't glamorous, but you used to have to look glamorous. He was basically saying I didn't look glamorous enough for the airline because I was sitting there with my blonde afro and like a ton of sweat. And yes, I agree. I didn't look glamorous, but he didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was rude. guys that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you people will join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye. Hey kids let's travel the world together she can make it easy and in any kind of weather no TSA no bad checks no patent the skies and city lights
Queen. 